The Way Out Podcast, episode 183. Fear is at the very root of what it means to be an alcoholic and an addict, right? And what our character defects thrive on. More to the point, the only tool our ego has, self has, is fear. And so now we're living in an environment that actually induces fear, that right. that produces more fear. So that's a challenge, right? We're oh, fear dude. we're fearing potentially a variety of things. We're fearing contracting the virus ourselves. We may be right. fearing that a loved one is going to contract this virus. Be aware of how you're feeling. Don't be obsessed. I think it's not helpful to be obsessed or hyper-focused on your own health and recovery, but be aware of it. And, and especially look for symptoms of physical or spiritual illness. Some, some, Both of these things are especially important to be watchful for, right? So the right. physical symptoms, especially when it comes to COVID-19, would be fever, cough, sore throat, chills, and extreme fatigue. If any of those symptoms or any combination of those systems are present in you right now, you need to seek care. Right. Spiritual symptoms to watch for for spiritual illness would be restlessness, irritability, discontentedness, fear or anxiety, resentment, anger or blame, guilt, shame, or remorse, negativity, apathy, or melancholy. Any of these symptoms might suggest you're dealing with some spiritual illness. Right? Yeah. So be watchful of that. And if those present, you need to seek care. Right now is a great time to double down on your self-care. Yeah so important right now find a way to exercise and be active most shelter in place or stay at home orders definitely allow for outdoor activity yep so walking and biking jogging or running playing with your pet or taking your dog for a walk i've seen more people in my neighborhood out for a <laughs> walk than i've ever seen in my entire life and i've been living in this area for 15 years same here, dude. Same it's here. crazy. Welcome, Way Out faithful and first-timers, to this week's installment of the Way Out podcast. We appreciate your ears. Our mission is simple, to bring you powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics so you can jumpstart or re-energize your recovery from alcoholism and addiction. The Way Out podcast does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with any 12-step organization. The Way Out Podcast partners with All Recovery Rings and AllRecoveryRings.com, where you'll find stunning recovery rings made from your very own recovery coin. That's AllRecoveryRings.com. The Way Out Podcast is a proud supporter of Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous online group? that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. 
Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends, in meetings, and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check us out on the web at www.wayoutcast.com. There you can subscribe to ensure you get the latest episodes first on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Help us recover out loud by giving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Your voice matters, so share your thoughts on recovery with us by calling us at 218-382-1960 or leaving a message with us on the Anchor app, available for Android and Apple. Every week we'll be asking for your thoughts on next week's topic. Someone, somewhere, needs to hear your share. Finally, a word of caution. This podcast may contain strong language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. The Way Out Podcast is on right now. I'm Charlie, and along with co-host extraordinaire Jason, we're bringing you a special episode dedicated to helping you work your program of recovery and survive, nay, thrive, in this unprecedented time of pandemic COVID-19, sane and sober. For many of us, we're dealing with new fears we likely hadn't even dreamt of just a couple of months ago. And major life changes are being thrust upon us in the form of our daily routines, work lives, and home situations. Two mega triggers for recovering addicts and alcoholics, fear and change, are flaring up for many of us big time right now. We may be feeling off kilter and reeling from all of these sudden but necessary adjustments, and we're here to help. Working toward being spiritually, mentally, and emotionally centered, as well as physically healthy, is the name of the game, and we've got just what the doctor ordered as we demystify why so many of us are feeling the way we are right now and give you sound, tried and true, spiritually practical actions you can take one day at a time to get through the coronavirus winter feeling right as rain. So listen up. Jason. What up, brother? Episode 183 of the Way Out podcast. We are talking how to survive the COVID-19 pandemic sober. Yeah. It's been tough out there for some people, a lot of people. We got a lot to get to, so we're going to get to it. We've got a ton of calls that we're going to take. We've got a ton of feedback from the sober and serious community, and we're going to get right into why this time in our lives is difficult and what we can do about it right and i i want to thank everybody too for all the feedback we really appreciate it and it matters man and i also wanted to say another thing i freaking miss your voice bro i we haven't done a episode together in a minute (laughs) no doubt we have gone through a tear of interview episodes and we've got more that we're actually putting on hold in order to do this episode specifically, you and I talked, and we both really feel strongly that this episode's an important episode to address for yeah. our audience 
so that we can give you some really great tools yeah to be able to survive this thing sober and continue to be able to work your program of recovery while we're enduring this pandemic there's a lot of stuff that we Absolutely. don't know in terms of how this thing is going to play out mm -hmm. we're all up against it right we're all yeah. we all have our moments i mean i could be doing pretty good with the whole thing but i might have some moments where i'm having a hard time emotionally or whatever anxiety and yeah I mean, you guys can help us too. You know what I mean? Sure. This isn't a one-way street for sure. So off the top, the mm. pandemic is a disease that's prevalent over the whole country or the world, right? And right. that certainly describes what's happening right now with the coronavirus, right? Right. The, the, the key deal here is that this thing can be transferred from one person to another relatively Easily. easily and it has spread throughout the world so we're all dealing with this thing and if you haven't seen the do the five from the world health organization uh we're going to talk about that right now in terms of how to protect yourself and others right do the five says hands number one wash them often number two elbow cough into the crook of your elbow number three face don't touch it now i'm just going to tell you right now that's harder than advertised yeah dude dang <laughs> it is For that's why life. people have been on the masks actually the masks yeah. have been more about the face touching than it is the um the stopping the like droplets of moisture from the right. coughs and the sneezes even right. though that's part of it too that makes know? sense but, yeah it's because then you it protects you from when you inadvertently touch your face without realizing, because dude, yeah, you do it it's, all the time. And the more I think about it, the more I want to do it. Right. And like, I don't know about you, dude, but when I'm sitting like having a conversation, just regular conversation, if I start getting vulnerable or deep or, or whatever, I have a tendency to uh, like stroke my beard. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like I do. And it's, we do it often without realizing we're doing it. Yeah. Number four, space. Keep a safe distance. And we all have heard by now the social distancing, right? At yeah. this point, but important to practice. Six feet, that. bro. Yeah, six <laughs> feet apart from each other. And number five, stay home if you can. Yes. And a lot of us are under those uh, stay at home orders or those quarantine orders or the shelter-in-place orders. Right. So why is staying sober and working a program of recovery more difficult during a pandemic such as the coronavirus? Well, I think there's a, a, a multitude of reasons why. Right. First and foremost, the opposite of addiction, as we've discussed many times on this podcast, is connection. Right. Which is complicated by stay-at-home orders, shelter-in-place orders, and the like. Yeah. Face-to-face -face meetings are suspended. Churches are closed, which really does produce an increased isolation effect and increased feelings of loneliness. It does. 
I think it's important that we get a really good understanding of why it's so challenging. And so we can get a better understanding of why we might be feeling the way we're feeling right now. Yeah. And only through a solid understanding of what we're up against right now from a, a individual perspective, but also definitely from a recovery and sobriety perspective, are we going to then be able to talk about some tools and talk about some ways that we can over, overcome these challenges, right. right? So we talked about that addiction is the opposite of connection and the connection is complicated right now, right? No doubt, as you spoke to Jason, there's ways that we can look to overcome that. But the reality is it is complicated. If you're yeah, used to and face-to-face it, and it meetings. Is not, yeah, it is not a perfect replacement for right. face-to-face for sure. You know what I mean? The other thing is that pandemics by nature induce fear. The underlying activator of character defects and the chief activator of addiction and alcoholism is fear. Right. So just, just think about that for a second. Okay. Fear is at the very root of what it means to be an alcoholic and an addict right? And what our character defects thrive on. More to the point, the only tool our ego has, self has, is fear. And so now we're living in an environment that actually induces fear, that, right. that produces more fear. So that's a challenge, right? We're, oh, fear, we're fearing potentially a variety of things. We're fearing contracting the virus ourselves. We may be right. fearing that a loved one is going to contract this virus. We may be fearing that we don't have enough of uh, the essentials in order to literally survive or to maintain <laughs> basic hygiene. And let me just say, the great toilet paper scare of 20 <laughs> fucking 20 is real. Yeah. Okay. Dude, the right? grocery stores look crazy weird. It's like, and that, and the yeah. sights of bare shelves, man, produce fear. Yeah, for sure. And Many honestly, shortages. I'm not going to lie. When I went shopping uh, last week, it took me three trips to the store to get coffee creamer. Totally. Uh, with it, and it, that was like over the course of three days. I went every day, and then finally there was some creamer, and I still couldn't get like flavor I want, which is fine. But dude, I was like, wow, you know. And walking through, even just getting some groceries, I couldn't get almost anything that I had in my mind that I wanted. But you know, luckily I'm pretty laid back about it, and I was able to pick through and just find some stuff that I'd be willing to eat. You know what I mean? But I went through the whole freaking grocery store and it was a lot of barren shelves and it was crazy, dude. And there's many shortages of staple items, which I think gets people even more scared and fearful. When you see shortages of milk, of bread, of eggs, of toilet paper, basic things that we consider essentials, that produces fear. We may have fear, of losing our way of earning a living or having to survive on less income. Right. We may have fear of a variety of unknowns. How long will the pandemic last? How bad will it be? 
Will it come back? Will life be forever changed because of this thing? You know what's crazy too is there's a ripple effect there because once the fear kicks in, the anxiety goes through the roof, and then people are acting different, uh, like behavioral wise or or yes. their attitudes. You know, like people it, often, it puts strain on relationships. People and, often act irrationally. Yeah, to fear. I've seen a lot of people, dude, going through breakups and relapsing because of the mm-hmm. breakups, which was really probably the breakup was caused kind of in a roundabout way by all of this shit going on, you know, because it just causes a lot of, it adds tension and stress to everything, you know what I mean, for people. Another consequence and challenge of living in a pandemic is that it forces major lifestyle changes rather (laughs) abruptly. Oh, yeah. Right? So that produces feelings of a loss of control. Right. And these these things that we used to do every day, day in and day out, week in and week out. Right. Uh, We're no longer going to the work, going to work or going to the office every day. Right. right? We may be often forced to work remote or we may not be working at all, which is a drastic change in our lifestyle. Kids may not be going to school and they may be distance learning, which again is a major change to routine and lifestyle. And anything like that that's a major change right, is very stressful. Change incurs stress, which is a trigger for difficulties in recovery and sobriety. Yeah, man, it's it's been crazy out here, and I've been going through all that, dude. I got laid off, you know what I mean? For right. it, and I think it was more because it's been slow at my job, and then this all started happening, and I think they took that as a perfect excuse to kind of bring out the chopping block, get some people sure. out of there because it's slow and there's not a lot of production going on. And um, gratefully, they're because originally he was like, it's going to be business as usual. And yeah. So if you want to take a vacation, fine. But he's like, you're not going to get any unemployment. You're not going to get any money out of this company for it. But then, uh, he must've changed their policy on that and just started laying off people and with the intention so that they could collect. Um, either way, I mean, it's just crazy out there. Like, and, and it's it, happening to so the many way it's people. affecting the economy. Like we were talking about what you do and, and what my roommate does and how that's uh, causing a huge influx of business right now. Cause even businesses are like panic buying. Right. Absolutely. I, my career is as an IT professional and managing, managing a team of IT professionals in right now, businesses are, buying large quantities of equipment to supply for uh, allowing their workforce to work remotely full time and we're rapidly providing the services to get all that set up. So we are hammered right now getting companies and organizations set up with the equipment to work and, you know, deploying that equipment to work remotely but we also think that potentially the other shoe is going to drop and, you know, it's the, the, you know, our, our business is going to go way down in a couple of months. Right. And I was, uh, 
you know, when this first all happened with my layoff, dude, I was literally, I was freaking out. I like, I almost had like a panic attack because I was, you know, after my surgery last December, it's like I've my bills and stuff and my rent I got behind and then it's been slow. So we haven't been getting the overtime and then, you know, my back is slowly healing too. So I kind of missed a few days too, uh, since I went back, but then all of a sudden it's like no more work, you know? So I was tripping, I was tripping and, but dude, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I ended up having, I got up one morning and I just couldn't, I couldn't like sit still, you know, something inside me wouldn't let me turn on Netflix or get on a video game or, you know, just be a bum. I got on my computer and I redid my resume and I feel, I sent it out to a few places and then I started asking around and I ended up, I just had an interview on Thursday for, for a union job flagging for traffic, you know, and it's like almost $7 an hour more than I make now. What a and tremendous, it, what a tremendous silver lining to this. Yeah, it's, I never would have did that. Like, I mean, right. I've been asked to apply at that that specific company a couple times in the last couple of years, but I'm kind of loyal to a fault. And my current job is all, you know, it was a blessing when I got it and it's continued in my mind and in my heart to be a blessing. And I think that's a lot to do with my spirituality, right? Like I can actually um, be grateful, find the good and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't going to leave, but they kind of backed me in a corner, you know, and I, that fear overcame me. And instead of letting it rule, though, I'm grateful for my program of recovery that it gave me the the strength to do what I could do, you know, at least do something, make an effort right towards a solution. And and I found something way better. It was a push I needed to to find something bigger and better for my life, you know, and that's that's a blessing. So I'm grateful for that. Definitely a silver lining. Another thing that could be complicated while we're enduring this pandemic is that self-care routines <laughs> may get complicated or impossible, right? If you've got a regular routine to uh, get your hair cut or done or nails or um, going to the gym, right? Those things are complicated, right? And that affects your overall well-being. The other thing is that everybody is likely in your house all the damn time. Hey, I've heard right? this really. So, so, you're, so you're likely spending <laughs> a lot more time with your loved ones, your roommates, whatever your living situation is in the last couple of weeks than you ever dreamt possible. And maybe that's not always great. <laughs> Right. What's so, the least? What's the least used? Least used item since people got quarantined. What? Bras. <laughs> <laughs> I heard my roommate told me that yesterday. I laughed so hard. <laughs> but you know, it's it's like I'm I'm on day three of these pajama pants, bro. Hell yeah, just kicking it. Well, we're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. So so now we have a pretty good understanding of why living through and in a pandemic can definitely complicate recovery and living 
in sobriety, right? Right. And there's a lot of things that we're faced with right now that are either uh, worse or uh, brand new that we normally wouldn't deal with. And now we're dealing with all of this stuff all at once. A lot of change, a lot of fear, and a lot of challenge is being thrown at us all at one time. And that can be uh, a recipe for disaster, for relapse, for relationship problems, all sorts of things, right? So, so what can we do to overcome these challenges, fears, and complications we're faced with? The good news is, Jason, there's a lot we can do. Oh, yeah. There's Tons. a whole slew of things we can do. Well, and that's why I wanted to throw that in there uh, that I honestly feel like a lot of people are just making excuses. You know, I mean, we have these tools, right, that we learned in recovery and and we had to use them and when life was regular, regular. And, you know, it's no difference now. If anything, we just got to kind of, like you said, double up on this. We're going to double down and we're going to talk about that. But the first thing I want to address is be aware of how you're feeling. Don't be obsessed. I think it's not helpful to be obsessed or hyper-focused on your own health and recovery, but be aware of it. And, right. and especially look for symptoms of physical or spiritual illness. Some, some, both of these things are especially important to be watchful for, right? So right. the physical symptoms, especially when it comes to COVID-19, would be fever, cough, sore throat, chills, and extreme fatigue. If any of those symptoms or any combination of those systems are present in you right now, you need to seek care. Right. Spiritual symptoms to watch for for spiritual illness would be restlessness, irritability, discontentedness, fear or anxiety, resentment, anger or blame, guilt, shame, or remorse, negativity, apathy, or melancholy. Any of these symptoms might suggest you're dealing with some spiritual illness. Right? Yeah. So be watchful of that. And if those present, you need to seek care. And we know what we, I, I know what I need to do from a spiritual perspective if I'm, if I'm exhibiting symptoms of spiritual illness, I need to start practicing my spiritual rigor again, right? I need to double down on it, right? right? Speaking of doubling down, right now is a great time to double down on your self-care. Yeah. So important right now. Find a way to exercise and be active. Most shelter-in-place or stay-at-home orders definitely allow for outdoor activity. Yep. So walking and biking, jogging or running, playing with your pet or taking your dog for a walk. I've mm -hmm. seen more people in my neighborhood out for a <laughs> walk than I've ever seen in my entire life, and I've been living in this area for 15 years. Same here, dude. Same it's here. crazy. Yep. It is crazy. <laughs> but it's a good thing. It's that's a silver lining thing, you know. 
I mean, the yeah. dog parks are closed and the gyms are closed and stuff. So, in touch so, with na- yeah, nature, man. man. And, and you're seeing people enjoying a, something as simple the simple going things. for a walk. Yep. Amen. Yeah. The other a thing, if people you have having like fires in the backyard. Yeah, too. right, yeah, right. Like From six, uh, spaced six feet apart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, responsible congregation. <laughs> responsible, responsible bonfiring, yes. <laughs> in, in-home exercise equipment can be really beneficial to maintain your um, activity level if you have it or if you can afford it. Clean it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like if if more Clorox, than one of you is using it, maybe Clorox you know, wipe that shit. Yeah, bleach everything. In home, so we talked about that. Me time, definitely. That could be harder when everybody's in the house, as we discussed all the time. Oh, but yeah. set those boundaries, set those expectations. Whoever you're living with right now, during this time, me time is important to me. I usually get it X, Y, and Z, but we're all here all the time now. So I'm going to go in this room for this amount of time and I'm just going to just hang out with myself, right? So sticking up for yourself in that way and, and making that a priority. an important piece. Yep. Yeah. Cuddle up or spend time with a pet. You know, there's numerous, numerous, numerous studies. Like if you have a pet, you know, uh, spend some time with your you know, with your favorite pet because that could be a sh- definitely a stress reducing, right. anxiety reducing activity. Yeah, it's funny that our dog here he's not much of a cuddler, man. I mean, he is at night, but only really with with Mike, my my sponsor slash roommate, because yep, <laughs> it's right. his dog. Right, we're all chopped liver unless I got food or something. Totally, but yeah, he it's funny cause his name's Nash and lately I've been stir crazy. Right. I, so I'll randomly get a bug up my ass and I start getting really hyper and I've been chasing him around the house and, and Nash is probably like, what the hell this dude? <laughs> he likes it though. Oh yeah. He, cause he's like, you know, everybody's like staring at screens all the time. And right. <laughs> nobody's right. paying attention to me. <laughs> We've talked about this so many times on previous episodes, but no more important than now sleep. Sleep, sleep, prioritize that. Mm -hmm. And then spend time doing things that you enjoy, like hobbies, right? So if there's a hobby that you like to do, get back and do that. If there is a hobby that you haven't done in a while, get back to it. You may have some extra time right about now. Dang, to I be should doing start that learning stuff. my harmonica, dude. 100%. I bought that stuff to learn harmonica, and I literally have never, <laughs> 100%, man. never used it. <laughs> this is a perfect time while we're yeah. sheltering in place and quarantined and uh, yeah. uh, under stay-at-home orders to pick up that hobby. If, if there's you know a, a musical instrument or whatever it is, get back to that. Nice. Because that really does, and and spend time (laughs) doing things that recharge you, that re-energize you, that fill you up. Yeah. Right? You know, I'll tell you right now, dude, I've been super grateful that I've had a number of people reach out to me in the past two weeks um, who were, you know, they had that that self-awareness that they were kind of 
in a dark place and they needed, you know, some support. And I was able to be a support to some people and, and man, that always service to others always just takes me out of my own stuff. Cause I mean, we're, like I said earlier, we're all going through it. We're all experiencing on some level, like the fear, the uncomfortableness of this all. And, and like the drastic changes, dude, change sucks. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad or otherwise. It's stressful. You know? it's yeah. Stressful. So it, it's always a stressor. Yep. So I've been very grateful that I've had that uh, happening to me where I've been put into a lot of positions to be of service because it gets me out of myself and out of my stuff, you know. Like, and that's a tip that we'll talk a little bit more about too in terms of what we can do in order to be able to ensure that we are uh, working our program of recovery and staying active in and in, in being an active participant in our recovery during this time. One of the things right. that we talked a little bit about, we're talking a little bit more about right now is online meetings. Uh, it never has online meetings been more important to us in recovery than they are right now. Yeah. And there's a ton of them. A lot of your home groups may be starting. If you're in a home group, they may have started an online meeting via Zoom or another platform. We're going to share just a bunch of links in the show notes here for online yeah. meetings. Uh, AA and NA proper have online meetings available on their website. And then In The Rooms, which is an online recovery meeting platform, has a ton of meetings as well. I've yep. been to a variety of them over the past couple of weeks. I've I think they really, have over 200 a week now. Isn't that amazing? And I, you know, I got to tell you, Jason, I really enjoy them. Yeah, really it started do. like a couple of years ago when I was using it on a more regular basis. Um, it was like 60 something a week, but they... Got a lot more, I guess. <laughs> I well, the demand is so much higher for obvious reasons. Yep. And it goes Monday back nights, to what they actually have a COVID-19 support group too. Uh, on In the Rooms. Monday nights, yep. So it goes back to what you said earlier, Jason. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. I right. need to be willing, and, and I'm going to get out of this thing what I put into it. If I go in with an attitude that... Nobody likes me and these things aren't the same and right. I just don't get it. I just don't get what I get out of real meetings, out of online meetings. Well, you're, you're not going to likely get a lot back. But if you go with an open mind, you right. go with the intention to be honest and open minded and willing in your, uh, can, and, and in your ability to connect with the other people, really listen right. to what they have to say and then share from your heart. Th those are the essentials of a face-to-face -face meeting, right. right? I'm I'm tuned into what you're saying, and I'm connecting to it, and then I'm sharing honestly and openly about what's going on with me and my experience, strength, and hope. Right. Those essentials don't change in an online meeting. They don't change. Nope. nope. So you still get so, that stuff. Yeah. So focus on that. And if and you're really honestly, focused if you're on connecting, you will. Right. And if you're telling yourself that you can't, you know, do anything really, I mean, you're just cheating yourself. I mean, you, you have a right to recovery as much as anybody else and any meeting, whether it's online or in person that you enter into a meeting, that's your meeting. 
And you need to remember that, you know, stop worrying about other people's delicate sensibilities and their feelings or about you. Who cares? You know, this is about your recovery, not about anybody else. This is about you and you deserve recovery. So, you know, don't disqualify yourself. Whoever's out there, if you're doing principles, that, stop over personalities. Yeah. Stop right? it. You know, don't make excuses. Do something to make yourself feel better. You know, you deserve it. You're worth Absolutely it. Absolutely you do. And again, I'll reiterate, if you make an honest and sincere effort to connect, you will. Amen. Yeah. So do that. Yep. The other piece is make an effort to be of service. You know, there may be service commitments that you can't do right now in your home group or maybe you volunteer. I can't volunteer right now because the hospital that I volunteer at has volunteer at has stopped all volunteer services. So yep. that's, I can't give back that way right now. Right? right. I can't give back at my home group right now. But yep. what I can do is I can help, with an online meeting, I can either start one, chair one. I can assist in the online meeting, right? So that's a way to give back. And I can reach out to a brother or sister in recovery via phone and see how they're doing, via FaceTime, right. video chat, whatever it is, and see how they're doing. So I think that's very important is like uh, – and just an awesome suggestion, you know, that like if you try to be intentional each day of reaching out to someone and seeing how they're doing with all this. You connection, know. connection, connection. Especially if uh, you, you know, take some time to meditate about like who haven't you seen really very active on Facebook lately or who haven't you like heard anything about or seen anything about, you know, hit those people up because, you know, they're obviously. No isolating. doubt about it. And if there's somebody from your home group that you're that you're maybe haven't seen in a long time, hit them up, call them and say, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but there's online, uh, AA meetings, NA meetings, whatever, 12 step meetings. And they're great. And I'm going to send you a bunch of them and I'm going to be at this one. It'd be really cool to see you at this one. Do that so that you're engaging folks that may not either know how they may be in a generation that's not super tech savvy and not know how to get on. So help them out and get them connected. And there's been a lately, at least here in Minnesota, I know that uh, our governor deemed uh, 2218. That's the oldest standing Alano in Minnesota and uh, in the as world. an essential service. Yeah. In the world. And uh, so they got somebody like who's, just standing at the door and they're actually like filing 10, 10 people to a room right from when they enter the building. They're making sure that they're, you know, following these social distancing guidelines throughout the process. I think that's really cool. And that's kind of got to be a high demand for uh, that volunteering to have somebody always at the door, making sure people. Yep. So you, going, if you're in this area, if you're in the twin cities area, certainly, and there right. may be, and there may be, <laughs> Uh, Alano's or recovery houses near you that are doing yep. the same thing. Definitely. Well, I know Isani, Isani Alano is open. I just went and gave my friend his 30 day medallion um, the other night, Thursday night there. And uh, Anoka today, Alano has been same thing. 
still carrying on meetings. And, and uh, again, for all you li- responsible yep. about and social for all of you listeners that are not here in the Twin Cities, again, check your local, right? Because yep. we got a lot of listeners, a lot all over the world. Right. So definitely check your local LNO. And if they are open, certainly could be some ways to be of service. The other thing, just really important right now, check your neighbors out. Right? Yeah. See if they need any help. Maybe, especially, not maybe, especially if they are a member of a vulnerable population, like they're over age 65 or they have an underlying health condition, just check on them. Hey, do you need anything? Do you need some toilet paper? I got a couple of rolls I can can front you here, you know, and just check to see if they're okay. That's an awesome suggestion, man. Yeah, because they're probably even more scared to like even step outside of their door, you know. Exactly, and and for good reason. Yeah, right? so check on them the just to system. see. Yep, you know, just just well, check and the scary, on. scary thing too is they're saying that even if you stay home, right, like all the time, that you're still. Um, that's not going to like change the curve of how many people catch this thing. You know, it's like over the period of time they're talking about, you know, that people are still going to catch it, but it'll it'll drastically like extend the amount of time it takes before they do or that's the reality of this huge influx of people. They know that 40 to 80% of the population is going to get this thing. The the reality though, is that they don't want it all to happen at the same time. Right. Limited ICU beds. Right. Cause then you get into a situation where you're making really tough choices about who to save. So what they want to do is they, they know, again, they know everybody's getting this certain amount of people are going to get it. Let's have those people get it over the course of a year, not over the course of 30 days. Right. You know, that's the idea. Uh, The other thing to do guys in your recovery is to ensure you're sticking to as much of a routine as possible. Routine is important. It allows us to be able to know what to expect and to know that uh, we have a sense of stability in our lives and a sense of normalcy in our lives. So getting up and going to bed at the same time as you normally would is super important. Sticking to morning and evening rituals as much as possible, right? If you normally get up at this time and make your bed, get up at that time and make your bed, right? If you normally go to bed at this time and you read recovery literature or whatever it is, do that, right? And if you can stick to that normal routine, even though so much isn't normal right now, it's going to give you a true sense of stability in normalcy that we crave. <laughs> I am failing miserably at that. <laughs> so there you go, man. My sleep schedule is so jacked right now. So there's a tip, right? And no time like the present to right. get onto a normal routine because your body, mind, and spirit will thank you for it later. It absolutely will. Proof positive that we as humans crave that and need it. Right. Okay. The other thing is to boost and prioritize your recovery activities. You may have newfound time for this. Okay. Yeah. So so get Do that fourth step. going. <laughs> right? 
spend more time in prayer or meditation or step work, especially, especially steps 10, 11, and 12. Yeah, man. I, I've uh, just downloaded the Headspace app. There you go. But I'm just, I, I did it because I, I, I couldn't fall asleep the other night. And, I, uh, you know, you can only access one of their, like, sleep songs or sleep music things for free. You got, they want you to pay for it and stuff. I, I didn't buy an account or nothing. But it was cool. Like, and I've, I've done a couple lately. I actually had a friend of mine sent me, a, like, a sleep meditation thing the other day too like i said my sleep schedule has been kind of jacked so i mean i still lay there for an hour but it's calming and it like reminds me to like do some focused breathing and um it's just it's a you know if you're doing that stuff it, it is definitely a way to release some of that tension for sure and like focus on that and just relaxing your muscles and just kind of trying to let the tension out of your body because it's I don't even think we realize, you know, we, the first couple days people are like this quarantine thing's fun. And then all of a sudden it's like, really things just get out of control. Right. And then you I'm seeing it all over the place. And I mean, I've experienced it a little, but I'm grateful that, you know, I've been trying to do kind of a lot of these things that we're talking about on here. And that's just a natural response due to the amount of work I put in my recovery. I think, and that self, self-awareness that I have as a result of it that I know something's kind of off or that I got to do something right because this stuff ain't going to change itself only only through actions we can act our way into right thinking but we can't think our way into right acting type stuff nailed it it's all about action and if we're intentional about our action yeah it's going to make a big difference in our emotional spiritual physical and overall well-being so, hey, Charles, like, uh, uh, this is all awesome information, dude, by the way. Thanks for doing such a great job on the show prep. But I was, I was wondering if you could take off the teacher hat for a moment and let us know, like, how, how are you doing with all this stuff? You haven't really <laughs> talked about your personal experience. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. It. So, and we're, and, and we're going we're gonna to round that out. So, absolutely, I will, man, because I think that's important. And, and then we'll, we'll round out with a few other, I think, really great suggestions for you in order to be able to uh, 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 fortify your program of recovery right now and get you through this thing. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, man, thanks for asking. So for me, it's been a bit of a struggle at times because I thrive on routine and I thrive on, you know, a regular s- sort of um, swing of things. And right. And when that's interrupted, that's difficult for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, even little things like, hey, I'm used to having, you know, 25 minutes of a commute, uh, listening to the radio, which I don't get right. anymore front and back, right? So that sort of decompressed time before and after work and alone time that I don't get, right? right? Because I'm now working remote full time, and that's just, that can be, that's a, so what I'm trying to do is prioritize that a little bit more, that me time where yeah. I can kind of uh, disconnect a little bit and uh, be, Is your girl still, st- is she at home all the time now too? Is, yeah, like is she's, she, yep. Wow. Yep. hundred percent remote for her as well. 
right? So, and then, and then my son is a hundred percent here because they're distance learning school. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's I was looking forward to my weekend with my son this weekend. And then it turned out that they got a bunch of stuff. They got to like set up, they got to set him up for that at, at their house. So, you know, I, I decided as, you know, a way to support his education and, uh, and support the transition for, for my ex-wife and them as a family um, to get him all situated. I might take him later this week or something, and then they can show me how it works and he can do school for my house or something. But yeah, dude, it is. It's just upturning everything, isn't it? It really is. So there's that piece. And then there's also that war. I've been just absolutely just slammed underwater at work because of this pandemic and, what that's causing organizations and businesses to do. I'm part of the leadership team at my company. And so we've spent an inordinate amount of time having to quickly spin up procedures and policies for employees in order for them to work remote and getting them ready to work remote and managing the team remote. So there's been a lot at work that's been a lot of additional stress there. There's been additional stress um, in general because of all of the things we talked about, man. The change and some of that fear. You go to the store and you see all that stuff that's not there and you wonder if you're going to be able to get it again, right? (laughs) Right. You know, like, am I going to run out of toilet paper? Because I haven't seen it in three weeks. So that's going to become a problem real soon, right? Yep. Uh, So I'm worried about my dad. My dad is 82. He drove himself all the way from Arizona to Minnesota to come back for the spring, summer, and fall. He winters in Arizona. I was worried about him, and I'm still worried about him because he's definitely in a vulnerable population. So, yeah, there's just all of these things right now that are a definite stressor. You know, the the boy's mom uh, has had chronic lung issues and in in you know is susceptible to these kinds of things if she were to contract right. the thing it could be real bad for her so yeah man it's been that so is that's why stuff. it's been so important for me to really double down on connecting with other people and connecting with my higher power and it's as simple yeah. as that for me man like when things get sideways in my brain when i feel out of whack when i feel out of off kilter I reconnect with the folks I need to in recovery Mm -hmm. and I connect to my higher power and I get out and do something active or help somebody. Those are the things that I've been doing on the regular that have really been powering me through this thing, man, like online meetings, reaching out to people in recovery and then staying active. Right. And trying to be, as helpful as I can to people. Yeah. And it was funny too. Like I've been having a hard time, like remembering to take my medication in the morning or, or eating or to Mm -hmm. eat good and stuff. Cause I'm just kind of like here, you know, (laughs) and that's the thing. That's Um, a regular routine thing. Have breakfast, have lunch. It throws you out a whack. Like, and you don't even really notice, you know, until your stomach's like digesting itself and you're like, Oh, I should probably eat something. (laughs) Totally. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really glad. Thanks for sharing kind of your experience right now with it. And and I'm glad that you're 
because you do sound like you're in a really good place, man. And that's good to hear. Um, considering the circumstances, we're all, you know, this thing is going to, it's going to pass, man, and we're all going to be okay. This, that's a great point, man. This too shall pass. Let's button this thing up with a couple of additional solid recommendations, and then I kind of want to hear about it from your perspective. How are you getting through? So uh, one of the things right on. we can do is be kind, gentle, and forgiving to ourselves right now right? We may not act or feel like ourselves right now. We may be acting out of character from time to time. Our character defects may be flaring up due to all of the challenges we discussed at the top of the show. Be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. Be gentle with yourself and understand that this is a stressful time right now. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff cooking that normally aren't. So... If you're acting a little kooky, if you snap at somebody that you shouldn't have, right, get to that 10, 11, and 12, but also have some self-forgiveness around it. Right. Right? Dude, that's that's so profound, man, and so true, and very practical advice, because I'm sure we all could apply dude, that dude, piece. I was just in the middle of a complete shit storm at the back half of yesterday at work, uh, at work. When I say at work, I mean the spare bedroom in my house. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And I, like, unleashed on (laughs) a colleague of mine. uh, And, um, you know, in the end, he saw it my way, but but I didn't feel good about it. (laughs) Right. So so I had to circle back with him before the day was over, and I had to step 10 him. and. And I did. And, and you know what? It was a good thing, man. We end, uh, it, you know, uh, there was no hard feelings. And, you know, he accepted my step 10. And right. uh, he didn't know it was a step 10, but I did. And that's all that right. matters. And so it was good. No, that's a universal principle, you know, across the board in life, all your relationships, whether it's work or personal or otherwise, you know, intimate. Um, you know, as long as we can own our shit, right? And totally. And ask what can I, you know, what can I do to make it up to you? Can you forgive me? You know, how can I make it right? Yeah, hell yeah, man! Like, and then be willing to do follow suit and do whatever you got to do to make it right. Um, the life goes a lot better when we do that shit. <laughs> you know. Last but not least, treat yourself. If you can, you deserve it. Yeah. Right. So if you if you can get takeout or delivery, man, do it. If taking a bath is a special treat for you, do that. If you have a favorite movie or show, watch it. Listen to some music. Read a book. Allow yourself an occasional indulgence, right? A favorite dessert, snack, or treat. Mm. Occasional for me is the key word. Uh, maybe, a fa- <laughs> maybe a favorite dinner. But, but don't forget to treat yourself in this time because that can really be a bright spot in may- maybe an otherwise... Uh, Difficult time. Yes, sir. Couldn't so agree how have more. you been doing through this thing, man? You know, like I, I kind of mentioned earlier, I I started having a hard time with it. Um but something inside me wouldn't let me sit still. Uh and then I I think for a good week, week and a half, it seemed like, you know, because it all it all really boiled down to me like realizing that my emotions were out of control. I kind of asked God, like, 
man, just do what you do and flip my perspective or something. Cause I don't know. I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm handling things good right now. And I don't know. And all of a sudden it's like people are reaching out, you know, I, I was able to help out some people and, and just be there for people. I, you know, got the opportunity to, um, access a zoom pro account. So I facilitated quite a bit of online meetings as well for people who needed a resource who, who were kind of falling under that excuse category of like, I don't, I've never done online meetings or I don't connect to them. And, but they, they were wanting to do one with me because they could see some familiar faces in it, you know, and then they felt more at ease with it. Um, whatever, but that was cool. And then I don't know, you know, I, I did, I got a new job, like I said. So that was definitely something that was a win, a big win, probably a lot, a lot bigger than I'm willing to, or can even honestly experience the feeling of win right now. Cause I'm still kind of reeling, you know, and, and I'm just trying to stay positive and it's still like, like I can't put in my two weeks at my current job until I get here back from the HR department at that place. And I haven't heard that yet. So I don't know what the next couple of weeks is going to look like yet. Or, or like, I don't know if I'm going to get my unemployment benefits beefed up. They supposedly did this big stimulus, like unemployment on steroids thing that would really help me out, but I won't believe it till I see it because it never do. Um, but I'm trying to stay positive. And I think the biggest thing for me right now, bro, is that when I'm not doing a good job at that, that I talk to somebody about it, you know, like that's been huge for reach me out I, and connect. Cause it's real, real easy for me to not for reach sure. out yeah, isolate, and, and to yeah. just sit in the shit and, and let it kind of, like you said earlier, you know, just let myself obsess on, you know, really ultimately it's things I can't control. These are, this is all the stuff that's outside of all of our control. We're getting forced into this huge like change of a lifestyle and, and it is, it's unnerving. What a great recommendation too that you just brought up Jason, which is let's, let's a serenity prayer, this thing. Let's focus on the things that we can control, right? We can't control the virus. We can't control, we can't control any of the things that we're forced to do as a result of the virus. But there's a whole lot of things we can control within ourselves. So like yesterday, right? was the first day so far of this thing that I think I've really couch potatoed uh but it was my bed not a couch but i I started watching a show on netflix and i I think i watched nine episodes of it yesterday you're talking about ozark right yeah ozark dude i freaking went nuts on that that show we're not doing any spoilers yep so if you haven't watched it at all we're not going to talk anything about it but i highly recommend it but it was funny because dude my eyes were going wonky do you ever get that where you oh yeah from staring at tv too long oh yeah I almost never experience that anymore because I'm not a big TV guy. I don't watch a lot of TV at all or anything for that matter. Uh, digital. I and, I, and I'm I've with you, man. I don't watch, at screens. Yeah, I don't watch been, a lot of it and I don't watch a lot of it in a row. You know, the, yeah. I think in many, many years now, the longest I've ever watched TV in a single period was maybe, maybe, maybe three hours, but probably not even that. So yeah, I can't right. do it. I sat here 
the you know like i was on that job search and then i i was getting a lot of opportunities to be of service to others so i filled up a bunch of my days and then i went nuts around here and cleaned for a couple days and did all my every stitch of laundry i could find and cleaned my bathroom and and now i finally got to this point where it's like i kind of feel like my to-do list or whatever that i made for myself is all done so then yesterday i, I thought i'd try that show and i ended up just sucked in bro i I watched it from like it, well, super to good. That's why. It's super <laughs> yeah, it was good. good. All right, man. We got we got a ton of feedback. We got a ton of calls. So let's get at it, huh? Yeah, we want to hear your guys' experience. Time now to hear what the sober and serious community says about this week's topic. Every week we share select responses to the weekly show topic, which is posted every Wednesday as the topic of the day on Sober and Serious on Facebook. Your experience, strength, and hope continue to amaze and inspire. So keep up the great work, you guys. Topic of the day was how are you staying connected to the recovery community as well as friends and family during this pandemic and we use initials to protect the innocent that's correct s-a-r-s that's weird that that spells stars that is weird as hell (laughs) says zoom and youtube for meetings daily text with my support group calls to sponsor and sponsee and an open group text with my brothers and sisters alarm in my phone to call and check on my dad every few days what a great Great, 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 great. Right. Tremendous. JRW says, I'm not. I should make an honest attempt to, though. I would agree. JRW. Absolutely. Right. DHW says, blessed to be in treatment, which must be an interesting experience right now. Right? Yeah, I think even a lot of treatment centers are going uh, virtual with their groups and stuff now dkd says stay connected to god stay away from human <laughs> <laughs> nice that sounded like tarzan to me like, <laughs> oh it's so good all right am says this is a difficult time if you believe there is a god no judgment if you don't i pray I say my gratitude out loud. I call, text, FaceTime, and even drive by my loved ones and chat from the curb as they're on their stoop. I exercise in my home or outside. I cook every day. I find a project to do every other day. I allow a nap. If you have a pet, play. Take care of you. Stay in touch daily with the people that are good for you. I'm so grateful for this group blog. I'm not saying this is easy. These are just some of the things that I'm finding myself to do. Some days I sleep to 11 and go to bed at 8, and Sundays I binge on your favorite show, and that's okay. Right. Well said, AM. Those are well a lot said. of really good suggestions, like yeah. practical tips. Heck yeah. That was super cool. Yep, that was super cool. SF says conference calls, internet websites on recovery, church online, and talking to my people and spending quality time with my grandchild. Yes. AS says yes, but not many people showed up to the the, the 10 o'clock Eastern uh, Smart Online Recovery Zoom meeting. So there you go. There's a plug for the uh, <laughs> 10 p.m. Eastern every 
every night there's a smart recovery online zoom meeting so smart recovery is your thing rock and roll yes fi says a little more social media time and staying in touch with family a little bit more regularly and for me i gotta balance my social media time especially at a time like this yeah dude i really uh, do yes right that's super important so uh, M.O. says, staying away from temptations, especially when I'm alone. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about it. Yeah. The second topic was, how are you working your program of recovery in this time of mandated social distancing, right? S.J. Right. says, prayer, virtual meetings, gratitude, calling my sponsor, and talking to other alcoholics, meditation. And MC says, I keep my head in the book and steady reaching out on the phone and social media to my friends in recovery. It's good to remind myself that geographic isolation doesn't have to be spiritual isolation. Mic I mean, drop. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I would say for, for me, you know, being a Christian, it's like God is there. God's always there and he's always been there. But in my life, I always had my back turned to him and I can, even when I do feel like nobody's responding or something, you know, when I, and I, sometimes you're in that situation where you finally reach out. Right. But then nobody's responding and you're like, see him all alone. No, you're not, you know, you got your higher power, whatever your, that's your understanding of a higher power, whatever that is. You, you, you should never really have to be alone, even when you kind of are. Um, unless you know you what else we got, brother? Calls. A bucket load. It's time yeah. once again to take some calls from the Way Out podcast listening audience. If you want to call the show, you can call 218-382-1960 and leave us a message on the current week's topic. Your calls make a real difference. So we here at the Way Out podcast extend a heartfelt thank you for your contribution. So let's bring on the calls. We are going to start with Mike. Hey, you guys. Charlie and Jay. Boston Mike giving you a call. What's up, Boston um, Mike? So, Charlie reached out to me and asked me to call in. I'm calling in to let you know what we're doing over here, which is probably not much different than what you guys are doing out there in the Midwest in terms of, you know, the uh, uh, the COVID-19 and all that stuff. So, um, I, I, I want to say something that I learned early on, and that is <clears throat> anywhere... You have two alcoholics, you can have a meeting. You can FaceTime somebody. I've been doing that. You FaceTime them or you just call them. You know, uh, I've gotten more things in my inbox from friends in recovery about online meetings. Um, and I've, uh, I've uh, dialed up a few this week. Um, it's, it's, you know, it takes a little getting used to. But um, once you start talking, uh, you're good to go, you know. And um, you really don't even notice after a while. So, so the thing is, um, there, there are uh, resources right now, and uh, whether it's calling somebody um, or getting an online meeting, <laughs> it's a great time, an excellent time to get caught up on recovery reading. Um, but whatever you do, don't give up. Um, I, I know as an alcoholic, I, I would love an excuse like, oh, there's a, there's a global pandemic right now, so I can't leave the house, so I guess I'll just stay in and drink. 
Um, I know my disease will use any excuse uh, to drink. And I haven't drank for eight years, but boy, would I have loved this one uh, ten years ago. So, <laughs> so don't buy it. Don't buy it. Uh, there, there is opportunities uh, to practice your, your program and to reach out to other people in recovery. Uh, listen, uh, Jay and Charlie, love you guys. Miss you a ton. Uh, it's ridiculous. I can't even stand it how much I miss you guys and my friends in the Midwest. So um, I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you too, man. Love you too, brother. Miss your face. Great Thanks, call. Mike. Great call. So how to stay sober during this time of being trapped inside or otherwise stressed due to the virus and the constraints in our society right now. The way to stay sober with all this going on is the same way to stay sober, in my opinion, as any other time in our lives. For me, as one who has all power, therefore, I trust in my creator, turn everything over, and uh, work the 12-step program organically in any way that um, I feel directed after surrendering my heart and mind in prayer and um, and be kind to myself and others. Um, helps me stay focused, keeps my gifts clean, and um, I think that's what we're really here for is to um, love each other. Even though we're not married, it's it's uh, too thick and too thin. Till death do us do us part, <laughs> and all that because it's a we program. We're not here to do everything alone. So, um, yep, I'm doing okay in the middle of this pandemic. Hope everyone else is too. My name is Timothy, and I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic. Peace out. Ah, oh, Timothy, thanks so much for your yes. call and great message in terms of we're here to love, we're here to connect, we're here to be as close to that embodiment of love for our brothers and sisters on this journey as we possibly can. Yeah, that was a really, really awesome. And do you notice how soothing he sounded? <laughs> he was super chill. He just like relaxed me, man. Hey guys, uh, this is Alan S. calling from Buffalo, Minnesota. Um, you know, just some thoughts about um, self-love and care in the era of COVID-19 and being um, in recovery. Um, I do both smart recovery and 12-step. And, uh, you know, interestingly, things are really going good for me individually because I've had some promises come true by staying sober for almost five years now. I'll be... Congratulations, God willing, I'll be... Um, sober five years on April 6th from alcohol, which is my drug of choice. Um, yeah. I had my oldest son, son come back in my life in a big way where he calls me now every day and even wants uh, nice. to share uh, Bible verses with me and ask my advice on things. And, and that's after 39 months of silence that I brought on through my use. But, you know, yeah. with COVID-19, um, the recovery groups I go to that meet face-to-face, we've all converted uh, to online meetings, so that's been a big help. Um, also, today I'm on a business meeting for 12-step, uh, which is also being conducted online, and it's actually it's 
got some benefits. That's good. But more importantly, I've been using the time working from home to reach out to people in recovery and friends and family, just asking how they are, rekindling those kind of relationships that maybe I haven't talked to them because I've been so busy bebopping around and doing things uh, and doing service work. Uh, just checking in with people and asking them, hey, are you okay? How's it going? You know, what are you doing for all this? Um, and also just spending a lot of quality time at home with my wife. And um, that's been great, too. And just uh, doing things together one-on-one, enjoying, you know, learn, relearning how to enjoy simple things again. So it's making the best of it. And um, that's what I got. So I hope everyone's staying safe and uh, out there. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, if you're available, come to the Smart Recovery Meeting Act Facilitate on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time under the name Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, you can look us up on the Sober and Serious um, uh, secret Facebook group. Um, I've got uh, the connection information there. So thank you. Bye. And we'll share that out here in our show notes as well so that you all can have that. Thanks, Alan. That was fantastic. And he had a great interview. So, uh, so did yeah. Timothy, by the way. So did Mike. Great interviews to check out if uh, you haven't checked them out already. But definitely we'll have uh, the, the Smart Recovery meeting in the show notes as well as a bunch of other online meetings in the show notes, man. So and thank you, Alan, for uh, you know providing that resource for the people in the community. Hey, what's up, Way Out Podcast? This is your boy, JP. What up, JP? You know what I mean? Checking in. Um, Jason, I love you guys, man. I love you at the uh, the Way Out Podcast. Uh, you guys are my favorite. Um, I'm just trying to get through this uh, this uh, pandemic um, with hope and faith. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, of course, I'm a hope dealer. JP, uh, you guys can check my group out, uh, the Minnesota Hope Dealers. Um we just uh, basically trying to stay connected, trying to stay connected with my church family, uh, trying to keep my faith in God that he's going to protect us and uh, get us through this thing and, and try not to be as far as uh, like the other sheep that's out here. But we trying to reach out to other people also to let them know that, um, if you know, uh, that probably everything is going to be all right. You know, uh, but basically just staying connected, staying connected through Zoom, um, with work, school, uh, my church family, you know, the people out there, um, just reaching out and checking in, making sure people are okay, uh, sharing experiences, uh, strength and hope, um, through virtual means, through Zoom, through Facebook, through my group. Um, you know, we, we, we got church, uh, stream live on Facebook, uh, ICCM Life Center, uh, changing your city, changing our city.org. Um, we, you know, we just, everybody's just trying to stay connected the best way you can, um, by not being connected. And I think, uh, of course, as they say, the opposite of addiction is connection. And basically that's what we're trying to do, um, as far as with technology. So the technology, um, advancement is actually helping us out with this, uh, pandemic. And I think that's, that's really great for, you know, Zoom and, uh, other means of, of people staying connected, social media, uh, podcasts and, and things like that, just to basically um, give people some hope and, and let them know that, hey, you're not alone in this and we all going through the same thing, but we all can get through this together. So I appreciate you guys, man. Much love. I hope my input uh, helps some people out out there. Uh, check me out, uh, the Minnesota Hope Dealers. We out here slanging hope. Yeah. You know I mean, so, um, yeah, <laughs> peace out. JP, thank you so thanks, much. Man. And <laughs> thanks for showing us how it's done, man. Getting it done. 
yeah. out there in recovery, JP. And he's got a great interview episode as well. So check that out. It thanks for to those me, couple good uh, resources too as well, brother. Totally. Minnesota Hope Dealers, check that out. That's tremendous, JP. JP showing us how to do it is what yeah. he's doing. Right? Right. All right, we got Andrew. This is Andrew from Stillwater. Uh, how am I handling the virus outbreak? Uh, well, a little bit background about me. I actually do have a suppressed immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, I have to adhere to these rules and social distancing more than anyone. However, also being in recovery and recognizing that that's not how I operate. I don't just all of a sudden change based on a set of rules from anybody else. Um, how am I handling this in my recovery? Not very well all the time, but then again, I'm just human, not perfect. Mm. Uh, so one thing I've been doing is walking, and I'm actually walking right now with a friend of mine, and uh, there's a lot of individuals that are able to just walk and keep that distance, but still be neighborly, be nice, be kind, be respectful. And one perspective is, or one thing I enjoy to remind myself of is, this is not my world. This is God's world. As much as I want to try to control everything and all others in this world, it is not mine to control. This is my higher powers. It's not always easy to accept that especially in times like this. But it is nice to be able to reach out in any way possible, going to Zoom meetings, going to uh, walks on nearby friends and family or relatives or whatever, uh, whatever you can do to get out of your head. I highly encourage it, even if it is through electronics only, um, even if it's walking out in nature with a friend. Just that's all I can do, and that's all any of us are encouraged to do it's not all we can do it's more so that's what i can do today to keep myself in recovery very grateful that i'm still in here in recovery and i actually just had 90 days left night um congratulations brother (laughs) although it's probably been the worst 90 days ever Uh, but i'm still (laughs) making it and i'm still very grateful that i'm able to walk and breathe the wonderful air and be around this beautiful life that I don't control. No, oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Thank you, Andrew, so much. And That was uh, a great call. Totally, dude. <laughs> so we got Matt coming up. Hi, my name is Matt B., and I am an addict. Um, you know, responding to how I'm surviving the COVID-19 epidemic and remaining sober. Um, you know, for me, it's just about uh, staying consistent. Um, I have sponsees. I have a sponsor, so therefore I'm continuing to check in with them on a daily basis almost multiple times a day now just to kind of up it since I'm not able to plug into the rooms directly. Now, I have been doing multiple Zoom meetings, which is awesome and very beneficial. I I really like the convenience of being able to do those at home and at different times throughout the day as needed. Um, So that's awesome as well. To um, another big help has been a lot of groups on um, whether it be Facebook and such um, doing doing readings daily 
just going live on those groups and simply doing a reading, um, knowing that I'm plugging myself into those groups by doing those readings and really grounding myself and knowing where my feet are, realizing how I can stay in the now rather than projecting about the what ifs or what is going to happen um, because, you know, I'm a creature of projection and I really want to figure out what's next. When will this be done? You know, I really relate to it almost like when I was in county jail and I was awaiting the judge to sentence me. And once I was sentenced, I could really relax because I knew when the end date was. Right now, it's county time with this COVID-19. I don't know when the end date will be. Therefore, I have to rely on others. You know, I have to stay positive and be around positive people, you know, sticking with the winners. So I appreciate you guys giving me a chance to express where I'm at today. Love you all. Stay well. Thanks, Dude, Matt. That was that, so great. You know, that fear yeah. of the unknown that he's talking about, oh, a tremendous way County to... Time. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> it's so much easier when we know what to expect, right? But there's a lot of things that we don't know right True. now. Matt and Mike, by the way, they have a Facebook group. It's pretty new um, and it's growing pretty rapidly. And that's where he was. He's been doing the live readings every morning. What um, Facebook group is that? It's called it's called the Recovery Forum. So Recovery Forum. Look it up. Like yeah. Yeah. Like it. Thank you, Matt. I'll throw you know what, Matt? I'll throw that on the show notes and people could check that out. So there you yeah. go. Well, first and foremost, I'm remaining plugged in. I'm involved on a lot of different recovery groups on social media. I'm doing live daily video readings, uh, keeping people connected that way so they can comment and share on, on the readings every day. Staying plugged in with my recovery network, um, keeping in contact with everybody, making sure I'm doing my social distancing. Um, you know, it's, it's just awkward because again, we thrive on human contact and, you know, especially in recovery, um, remaining connected with people, but this is kind of a new, a new test, um, and just makes you think outside the box in terms of different ways of connecting with people. So doing zoom meetings and doing it that way, which is kind of cool. And, and like I said, just staying plugged in to everybody um, in my in my recovery network so good luck 100 percent, brother stay connected it occurs to me the covid19 pandemic may very well be sponsored by zoom yeah no shit um that actually i seen a meme it was like a you <laughs> it was know, the, the end the of scooby yeah, right scooby yeah saw, where yeah. he's on masks let's see who's behind this COVID 19 and then it was zoom's logo under the mask it was priceless. pretty stupid but funny no it was priceless uh, that was mike in that last message that's the other guy who works with matt that's why they both said they're doing live uh, readings on Facebook because it's the same dudes. <laughs> it's very good. From, yeah. So Mike from the and recovery Matt, forum, he didn't introduce himself, but he did message me and said he left a message. So I know it's him. So Mike and Matt, and we'll have the Facebook group in the show notes. Last but not least. Hello, this is Brenda. I just wanted to say that although it's a very stressful time, with the virus going on and everything. It's easier to handle for me because I try not to worry about things that I am not in control of. 
I do a lot of meditation and yoga. And I try and live in the moment instead of thinking about next week or whatever, you know. I try to live just in the moment. Thank you. Jason? Yeah. We're taking a little bit of a breather from interview episodes here for a while. So we're going to be doing some more topic episodes. So the next topic episode next week we're going to be doing is survivor's guilt. I was I was hoping that you were going to say it because I didn't know if you <laughs> forgot. It's been a while since not. we decided to do that. I didn't uh, know if you forgot. Yeah. Good job. Not. Yep. Steel so trap, do, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we're going to do survivor's guilt and recovery. And, and it's my intent to get uh, into a little bit of a rhythm on some topic episodes because I think they're really helpful for all of us right now. Right. During this time where we can center in on a specific topic in recovery that can help us get through. So right. uh, it's uh, which we have plenty of though in our library as well. So we do indeed. So yep, definitely check out the back catalog. There's a ton of them and we're going to get through a few more here in the next few weeks so that you guys have some great recovery experience, strength and hope that you can take in during this crazy pandemic that we're all collectively enduring. Thank you, everybody, in Way Out Cast land. We will talk to you next time. Thank you for being a part of The Way Out. We appreciate your ears. We're sharing powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics every week. So keep listening up. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, dot com. There you can subscribe to the Way Out podcast on all of the major podcast aggregators, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Overcast, and more. Or simply drop your hosts a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, contact us at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time. And remember, if you don't change, your sobriety date will.